Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back. Hey, here we go. It's a new year. It's a new me. Well, it... You just weren't here last week. I just wasn't here last week. No. Do you want to say why? Uh, well, Vinny, my cat, he he uh, he he had uh, he done seized. He done seized right up. But good news, as of recording, still alive. Yes, your cat still alive. <laughs> your cat whatever, is. Uh, <laughs> he used up a few of those nine lives. <laughs> whatever but... balance he had left, he's down to like one, maybe. Every shimmy was a. It wasn't a shimmy. It's the most. I will say this, although I don't like, I don't have any human children that I'm aware of. And certainly none that I've parented, but it is, it was, and you as, you as a multiple pet owner, like a couple things, when your pet is sick or ill or not feeling well, like you just feel so helpless, but it was the most terrifying segment of time that I've had in a very, very, very long time. Cause you just don't, you don't know what to do. And then like literally made the call with the vet. Like I haven't told you the full story, made the call with the vet. The, oh, the I just thought you went vet. to the emergency vet. Like, no. No, I found him seizing. We went to the emergency vet. The emergency vet came in and said, we can't stop him seizing, so we need to make a tough choice. So I'm like, all right, I guess it's time to say goodbye to my cat. She left to go get everything ready and bring him in and like like heavily sedate him so he wasn't seizing, but he would, you know, so I'd be there for his... I'm aware of what you're saying. Yeah. Well, so, this is a fun show so yeah. far. But then, no, it gets it gets better. Spoiler, he, he lives. He rallies, dude. He rallies. He, he like... You ain't putting no. I ain't going out like no bitch. That's what he's like. I have two full ears. He has two full ears. He no, has, he doesn't. That's a lie. He has. I feel so bad though when you like look at him because they had to shave his arm to put a put an IV in him. <laughs> oh Jesus! So he's got one leg that's just got like like he's like wearing a boot, but his sleeve is rolled up. Like he's rolled his sleeve up. Like I'm ready to work. He's still hanging in there. So sup, homie? Where's uh? I got. There's a picture. I got to show you the picture of it. Yeah, like just look at that arm. It's just so sad. That one leg looks like a chicken wing. It does. And like whenever he moves it, I'm like, oh my god, there's something wrong with your your leg. Oh, you just got a snap from a lady. Oh. Ooh, two snaps oh, from a lady. Hey. Not a lady whose name I know. Who's uh, this lady snapping you? I don't know which lady snapped me. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that's a Zach is not a lady's name. It says and then Brandon also not a lady's name. It's not the name that I saw. Nope, that's the only one that was there. I just saw it pop up twice. Yeah, nope. Sorry to tell you. I can't. T- I literally just saw it pop up on your screen. Whatever. We don't need to <laughs> tell the people the name of the ladies you're snapping. It's true. Your mangled cat, too. Yeah. All right, what do we got going on? Jesus, this is a- Cat. This is the worst start to a show yeah. ever. What do we got going on this week? We got the news. We got the regular old news. Just regular pop culture news. We got sports reports. We got weird comics facts. We got a couple of topics. We got uh, screaming, streaming. We got comic review, and we have your questions. That's a whole smorgasbord of a show. It is. It really, really is. Ha ha! What you took a week off, and now your reflexes are like, I'm not getting my phone struck. I, I mean, after the lightning fast reflexes to save my cat's life. Oh, Jesus Christ! All right, we're gonna move on from there to the news. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. Mando. Such a sick trailer. You know, whatever. It's fun. You know what my big question is? What? 
Thanks for burping into Sorry. the microphone. Uh, my big question is, why doesn't this 50-year-old man, because he's 50, mind you, why doesn't he ever change his goddamn clothes? He just wears the same bathrobe that he shuffles around in. Why not? I mean, I know Yoda didn't, but like even like Star Wars, like they're big on like, hey, look at these variant costumes. They're like, hey, look, it's uh, C-3PO. He has a red arm now. You should buy a new C-3PO. I'm pretty sure that like Yoda has like three or four like burlap sacks. No, he doesn't. He has, he has the same thing. And why does... This... Even, even Obi-Wan on Tatooine in his exile had multiple outfits. I know, but why is this 50-year-old man... I know, ooh, baby, you ought know. He's a 50-year-old man. Why is he not changing his clothes? It's gross. He's been in that for years. Oh, you're talking about Grogu. You're yeah. not talking about well, Carl we, Weathers' character. No, Carl Weathers has changed. And, oh. like, the Mandalorian, like, we at least have a established canonical reason for him to keep wearing the same smelly outfit. Why is the 50-year-old man not changing his gross brown sack? I don't know. That's a good question. It's also, like, such a weird toy opportunity. Change your clothes. Fucking weird old man. Yeah. I don't. I, I, I'm like 12 years away from 50. I don't want to think as 50 as being old. Bitch, you old now. I saw a report. I saw an article the other day that said middle age starts at 35. Now I'm not a fan of that at all. <laughs> I don't know, that was my thought. See, like Grogu, it's like, oh man, look at him. He's he's using the force. Oh man, there's some dudes with lightsabers. And also, I'm watching this trailer. By the way, I did actually quite like this trailer, but I'm just watching certain aspects of it. I'm like, okay, we're going to Mandalore. Everyone's in a helmet. I can't see anyone emoting. This is just people talking into a microphone this at this is, point. This is pretty much like... It's not this is the way. It's like this is the easy workaround because no one actually has to emote on screen. True, and we don't have to pay like high-profile actors to be on set. We can pay mid-level people to be body actors and then use your voices. I think... I, I don't know if it's still true. I know definitely for season one. I'm not calling him his real name. I'm calling him Mendo. He was played by uh, one of Clint Eastwood's kids. Yeah. He's like, I know how to walk around like it's a Western. Because mm. I had a dad who sometimes says crazy things, but sometimes makes great movies. Um, but overall, the trailer does look really fun. And it's like, it's also a big, like, fuck you. Like, you watch Book of Boba Fett? No? We don't care. Yeah. You don't, yeah. Did you watch a show that wasn't as well received? It's Mandalorian season two and a half. I contend that. I've said that since day one. We're going to fly around in this little Naboo ship. And by day one, I mean the moment that Mandalorian came in to save that series. Like so a bantha. Just a and yes, I know. I know that was the thing that you connected with for some reason. Well, I mean, it was the best meme to come out of the show. One of the best memes to come out of that. Just show. a man constantly sitting in a diaper in a tank. Hey, you know, whatever helps him heal. I mean, he was inside the Sarlacc for a long time. Was he? Like, do we actually know how long it was? I don't know. I don't care. Uh, it, it's back. longer than I'd ever want to be inside of a Sarlacc. I even. I mean, I know Sarlaccs aren't real, but I know that if I were to ever be consumed by an animal like whole and be alive. Nope, not for me. I know if I were to be consumed by a creature that said you'll be digested over the next thousand years, I'm like, that sounds real slow. I feel like I'm going to have a lot of opportunities to get out of here. True. Yeah, but also like- Like you're not good at digestion. At the same point, you're like, I'm not going to live for another thousand years unless there's some sort of like- um, I know, but I just feel like if someone presented- We're, we're diving like, way too deep into the anatomy and the of sand holes Of not just sand holes, but like being digested over the course of a thousand years by a- I could bust out of something. It was like, it's going to take a thousand years. I'm like, okay, this is a really slow process. Basically, I just have free reign down here because it's going to take a thousand years. You're not effective. Like, here's some things. Like, maybe use your blowtorch to, like, cause some indigestion and cause the Sarlacc to be like, I feel like I just comfortably climb out of it. It's like, oh, it takes a thousand years. Like, okay, I'm just going to try 20 times. What if somebody else gets swallowed and they knock you back down like Sisyphus? Well, if someone else gets in there and I don't have a food source, I'll kill them and eat them. But is it safe enough to take your helmet off inside the Sarlacc and like 
Are you in like a pool of like no, it seems to be acid? Fine. You know that somebody has figured this out, by the way. I'm guaranteed. Like, if we were, like research it on the internet, somebody has got. Look, he's he's in a big pile of sand. There's a bunch of things on there. I don't know if someone else came down there, just hit him with a rock and eat them. Where are you going to get the rock from? He probably ate one of those in the sand. Maybe they help with digestion. They could. Anyway, um, <laughs> wow, this show is really gone sideways. I don't know. It's fine. Looks good. I'm excited. It, it for does. It. I, I'm excited for them to go to Mandalore. Although everyone wearing helmets, I'm just like, huh. It's gonna be a lot of people. This is the way. Gesturing at each other. I guess. Cool. A lot of Pedro Pascal this week. There was. Uh, I didn't bring this up to you. Maybe I should have. <laughs> but Jeez. well, doesn't. I don't know. There's not. For me, there's not a ton to say because we've gone over this before. But there's going to be a 30th anniversary one-off Power Ranger special, bringing back at least two of the original actors and oh. two of the relatively. Short replacements after the original ones, who I, f- I who I don't remember. I feel like we've talked about this before. No, this only came oh. out today. There was a trailer on Netflix. The Blue Ranger is back. The Black Ranger is black. And this was wait, back wait, at- hold on. The Black Ranger is back. Oh no, the the Black Ranger is black. Uh-huh. Oh, the, the, so that was on purpose. Yeah, no, this was um, back. Oh. Uh, I don't know if I said it that way, but I didn't mean to. Either way, that's what it was in the nineties. Yeah, which I think is part of the reason why they had to make a little bit of a switch. But like the Black Ranger is black and the yellow ranger is asian and that's the way it was in the original series it was not pleasant yeah but at least uh zach and billy are back i don't know who the other two are i don't remember them but they're early on i guess whatever there's a 30th anniversary one-off special i understand the pink ranger coming back because she's actually had a career so i was kind of surprised they didn't get the original red ranger maybe he's gonna show up in it i don't know Mm. but they are doing a like 30th anniversary one-off special i'm like i don't even i have We've talked about this many times. Like, I don't have any interest in Power Rangers. I watched like the first season, maybe two, but I have like no connection with the series. I've seen all like a lot of these. When I say a lot of these, I mean like because there's been about you know eight thousand different Power Rangers at Comic Cons, and they draw a crowd. Super no Mega question. Zord and the Zorch and all the other stuff. The Zorch? Oh no, the Zorch. <laughs> Zorch was from. Wait a minute, I'm pulling it up. Uh, did you ever play the game Chex Quest? Doesn't sound familiar. So it, it was a CD-ROM. Remember those? That, yes, I remember CD-ROMs. That came in a box of, it was like, for a while they came in boxes of checks. It was a, like, first-person shooter. I'm sorry, did you just mean if I just played a serial-based game? It is exactly what it is. Great, whatever. There's a 30th anniversary special. A couple of the originals are back. Maybe there'll be cameos or something. I don't know. But no, you, you would collect the Zorch. And you would like there's these green slob monsters, and you were the checks man. You were a big piece of checks walking around, big badass piece of cereal in space, fighting weird green gooey space monsters. And you had like a little taser. It was pretty much like a ripoff of like Doom, Wolfenstein, Duke Nukem. Cool. I have no idea what you're talking about. It was a fun game. I enjoyed it. I've also said in the past like Power Rangers fans are very passionate. Don't let if you know an iota like I can maybe I don't even know I could name you all six of the original ones. Wait, let's let's try. There was Jason, there was Tommy, Billy, Zach, Trini, Kimberly. There we go. Boom, six. Wow, I didn't even I'm not even gonna bother looking up. I'm gonna believe you. No, don't even bother telling anyone that because if you tell a Power Rangers fan you know that much, they will talk at you for forty five minutes about the last thirty years of history. Well no nobody's coming to talk to you. Like they're gonna find you. I mean that this is what happened when you ran a comic book story. Like if you gave like, oh yeah, like I'm vaguely aware of something from thirty years ago, they mm-hmm. will talk your ear off. They're not going to say anything bad. I've never heard like any, like it was never a bad conversation. I had plenty of bad conversations that I wanted to yeah, um just fucking torpedo myself out of. Nice. Power Rangers fans are not or as far as I could tell are not like 
or at least my personal experience, weren't like bad fans, but Christ, they were a talky bunch. I'm all about that. I like it. I respect it. No, I didn't because I didn't really know anything. It's like, oh, yeah, I watched this one show like X number of years ago, and I vaguely remember some stuff. Rita Repulsa. She's in a trash can on the moon or something. Oh, Rita was the one with the horns and kind of the evil one. Yeah. I'm going to stop mentioning things that I know about Power Rangers. Cause who, is I, the, who is the giant blue floating head? Wasn't giant, it a, oh, Zordon. Zordon. Shit. I know. I remember more than I think. Uh, whatever. I'm out of morbid curiosity. Was Zordon good or bad? I think they might have presented him as a douchebag at some point, but I think he was supposed to be overly benevolent. Oh, okay. There we go. I, I, you're asking a very, like, like hey, five-year-old you, or however old I was when this came out, like 93. So how old was I? Do you hear yeah, that? I'm five. Do you hear that? That's people typing on their keyboards and emailing you right now. I don't want to. Uh, whatever. There's a 30th anniversary special coming to Netflix. I'll probably, just because it's a one-off, I'll probably watch it. That's fair. Yeah, he's kind of a really ugly-ass looking head, too. From my, I've seen him at cons. First appearance was Day of the Dumpster. That was the first. Wow. There you go. Great. Whatever. Uh, oh, wow. Do you know who played Zordon? I have no idea, even though I think I've seen it, the dude. It looks like, if I'm reading this correctly... Brian Cranston at one point played Zordon. No, 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 no. He, oh no, he did in the um, the reboot movie in like 2017. Oh, okay. And that movie is shit. Except we've talked about this, the hilarious thing where they um slap Elizabeth Banks so hard that she goes to the moon. Ah, which is so, hilarious. So all I've done now is expose your ex- extensive knowledge of Power Rangers. Yes, my. Gr- in fact, <laughs> I think you, if you were a, if you were smart, Power Rangers fan are, number one, you know me. Like you're 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 a smart person. You're you you've got a good sense about you. You know what's what moves the needle. I think you should scrap your idea for the um, Dark Tower oh, yeah. series and do just do a deep dive on Power Rangers. Do a deep dive Power Rangers podcast. Cover thirty seasons of Power Rangers. I mean, that's giving you content for a long time. Oh, I'm doing you a favor. <laughs> Whatever, they're back for a 30th anniversary Nobody understands special. the ending of the Dark Tower. People understand the Power Rangers. Zach and Billy are back, and whoever the other two were, I don't know who they were. I think it was a great idea. Hugh Jackman, he's having a little bit of a tough time training for Wolverine. It's it's causing some problems. Is he not huge Jackman anymore? That's the problem. Hey, listen, Wolverine's allowed to have a little atrophy. The problem is he's getting so jacked. He's on Broadway right now doing the Music Man. Oh, is he too jacked for the Music Man right he now? He is. keeps splitting his pants. Oh, no. <laughs> he's done it at least three times. Is that the 77th trombone? He's he's just oh, so- Oh, come on. That was clever. His ass is so large, he just keeps splitting pants. So why don't they make him pants that fit? He's just getting too big too fast for Wolverine. That's incredible that he's tearing up his pants in the Music Man. How long does that run go for for him? I- I do not know. That's incredible. But yeah, he's a... That's the kind of hard-hitting news that people tune into this show for. <laughs> yeah, Hugh Jackman's huge ass. Huge ass man now. He's the ass man. Got a call for a huge ass? Looking mm-hmm. at a huge... For a huge ass. Yes. Anybody here have any idea where I can find a huge ass? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my Hugh Jackman news. Love it. Big old pants. Eh, whatever. We'll, we'll end on this one for the news. Okay. Uh, well, to be fair, it's early in the year. And it was also um, a holiday week. There's a, I, I, I'm just ignoring a few small stories. Uh, the Boys producer says the upcoming season four has the most disgusting thing he's ever seen, which I think is impressive for the show because the Boys season three had a man using Ant Man like powers, high on cocaine, climb inside someone's urethra and kind of touch it from the inside, and then he sneezed and exploded and killed that man. 
because he grew back to regular oh, size. Oh, yeah, from the boys. Yeah. I've heard about this. I haven't seen the scene. People keep telling me I need to watch the boys. Yeah, he's just kind of like using his hands on the inside to kind of like touch it a bit. And then he goes like, because he's done a bunch of coke. He's like, achoo, achoo, explodes and well, kills like this the, guy. It's like the person that uh, the, the person with the super speed that ran through a person and blew them up. Well, that's, that was less gross. Yes. Because uh, he wasn't crawling inside of a penis. Please tell me there was no actual penis being seen. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Climbs right on that thing. Oh, he's... yeah, basically. Um, I didn't like that. Your noise and your visual were bad. <laughs> was, um, but yeah, that's why neither of those were comfortable for me to do, by the way. I'm yeah, gonna yeah just... that's what he did. Um, and... oh, that reminds me, I got to write down a story for, I got to make sure I make note of a story for sports reports. How could that? You'll find oh, out when we get the sports oh, reports. My... No, I know it. I know it. I saw it. No, <laughs> don't. You, you actually saw it? Yeah. What? I didn't dare. We'll save it for sports reports. We'll come back to that. Yeah, no, I, I saw it. That's incredible. <laughs> I was better off not seeing it. Why did you look at it? Like, so let's we'll move on with the news. We'll get to it. When we I have was to like, oh, it. why is he trending? Click on it. There it is. Oh, boy. All right. Well, I just know that if he's trending now, I don't click on it. I just know. <laughs> I think you're safer because. Yeah. Anyway, carry on with the regular news. We'll get to that in sports news. Well, I guess that's it for that. We're going to move on from there to Weird Comics Facts. Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. I'm going to make some weird shit. It's pretty freaky, but it's safe. This week we're talking about a couple of things. We're going to talk about The Last of Us. We're going to talk about the Fantastic Four. So I thought I would give you a Fantastic Four little weird comics facts. Okay. So Stanley and Jack Kirby, uh, co-creators of the Fantastic Four. Fantastic. Did a variable amount of work on it, depending on who you want to believe, what you want to hear, whatever the fuck. But the point is that Jack Kirby quit with issue number 103. Okay. He turned in his stuff. He was like, all right, I'm done. See you later. That, mm-hmm. like, he didn't give like his two weeks notice. He was just like, I'm out. And they're like, oh, this ain't good. But he did have an uncompleted issue. Ah. Oh. Which was um, greatly repurposed in Fantastic Four number 108. So they had a couple of issues. Uh, who, who did it? I think? Was it Ramita Sr.? I think. Is it the stuff in between? Like the Snyder cut? The Jack Kirby cut? Uh, well, they did that later on. Uh, so issue 108 is kind of a, a reworked story of the Nega Man. But then going to 2008, Stan Lee, the, the story was a story that had been cut up, like rehashed, whatever, for like issue 108, was uh, recompleted for what was called the Lost Adventure that Stan Lee ended up doing new dialogue on, which oh. is... I think technically the last thing he did on Fantastic Four, like I know we've talked about in the past, um, he he did a book called uh, uh, The Last Fantastic Four Story. He mm. technically did something like within the same year, which was a, a retelling based on Jack Kirby's notes of The Lost Adventure, except it updates all of like the stuff to be like, which is so incredibly dated now, to be... 2008 technology and stands like very self-aware when he's doing it it's it's not great to be honest like the art's great but like stan's storytelling is kind of like wonky and weird but yeah Mm -hmm. that's my thing so jack kirby quit on 103 art was reworked for 108 and then in 2008 was reconstructed and you can't even call it to be like the way it was supposed to be because stan was like hey it's like he's talking about like internet connections and shit it's weird it doesn't quite make sense but there we go there's my uh, Fantastic Four weird comic fact. I like it. It's, it's a, like it's a mystery, like a deleted scene. It's interesting to read all of it, um, especially uh, when this was 
I mean, in the floppy form, also in graphic novel form, like the guy who kind of like reconstructed it, like it's broken down pretty well seeing like how things were done, like how some stuff had to be filled in and a few other odds and ends. It's interesting if you're into the Fantastic Four, but if you're not, it's kind of um a kind of a bad novelty, I guess is the way to put it. Okay. So it's so if you're a big Fantastic Four fan, worth or, or a Kirby fan yeah, or Kirby. Stan Lee fan, like just that collaboration, it's it's interesting to look at the different versions of it, but um, basically, like, 108 isn't that good. The Lost Adventure isn't that good. But it's it's interesting if you're kind of into that stuff. Oh, like, there you go. So that's where I'll land on it. All right. I like it. All right. So from The Lost Adventure to Tom Brady uh, losing a playoff series, it's time for Jared Sports Reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. That's right. Tom Brady now holds the NFL record for most playoff losses by a starting quarterback at 13. Is that re- Wow, that's interesting. I mean, I guess it makes sense given yeah. how long he's but think know, about, been in the game. Think about that. 24 years in the league, he only missed the playoffs one time, and of those 24 times... He's only had 13 playoff losses. So, yeah, I don't know. Oh, he's missed the playoffs more than once. I, think. I mean, 13 playoff losses, but I mean, a ton of wins. I wasn't watching the game. Seven titles. So seven and 13 would be 20. So he's made the playoffs 20 out of 23 years. I, I wasn't watching the game. When I went to bed, I looked at the score and it was 24 to zero. Oh, it was, it was not a good game. Not a good game by them as the Cowboys. Uh, they advance on through to the next round of the NFL playoffs on Super Wild Card Weekend. A lot of people speculating Wait, this could no, be. No, no, last weekend was Super Wild Card Weekend. What's next weekend? This this upcoming weekend is the divisional round. And, oh, so, I'm sorry. I thought you were saying that was what's coming up. Like, oh, no, no, we already had this dumbass Super to it. No, it was no, no he was wild Super weekend. Wild Card Weekend is now over. We and we're moving Super to it. Now we're moving on to the divisional round. Bills with a, a win over the Dolphins. The Dolphins didn't make it easy on them. Dolphins and Bengals will play as the Bengals got their uh, got their win on as well. Uh, what are the other matchups? I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Giants and Eagles. The Giants with their first playoff win since their last Super Bowl victory back in the early 2010s. Yeah, um, they're back, baby. I don't know if they're they're necessarily back or not. They've not they're, fared well against the Eagles in some time. In fact, they they're backer than they were. Well, didn't. Did the, the, the last time they played the Eagles, they were down a number of players, right? Yes, but it was late in the season. And then the first time they played them this year in New York, they got absolutely walloped. Just absolutely mollywopped. It's a cool word. I wanted to use it. I've been waiting to use it all day. I don't know why I woke up this morning. I'm like, I want to use the word mollywop in a sentence. And there it is. I've used it twice. Great. Yeah, I know, right? I know you got Giants, Eagles. Got, oh, no, San Francisco. San Francisco also won. They put a beat down. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, the last guy taken in the draft, has taken his team to the divisional round. That's going to make things interesting. First of all, Tom Brady, is he going to retire again? Is he going to move somewhere else? Potential landing spots. I don't think San Francisco's on the table anymore. They've got enough quarterbacks there between Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, and they got to figure out what they're going to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. Derek Carr is going to be gone. There's a lot of quarterbacks on the quarterback carousel coming up. Derek Cargon, obviously, I don't believe that they think Jarrett Stidham is the long-term answer there. Maybe they make a play for Tom Brady. I think that, that makes kind of sense for him to land there if he wants to play again. But then also, if Trey Lance hits the open market, if they decide, mm, we want to go with Brock Purdy. Like, San Francisco has a legitimate, unless Brock Purdy absolutely craps his pants here in the postseason and has an absolute stinker of a game, there's a legitimate quarterback controversy in San Francisco. And then also, it's a it's kind of an embarrassment of riches 
because you've got two guys. You got Trey Lance, who was the top quarterback taken in the last draft. He's got high value, even though he's going to be coming off of ACL surgery. And you got Brock Purdy, who also is going to be he's going to demand a lot of money in the open market. I mean, if you're the 49ers, you might you're in a tough spot because if you move Trey Lance, you're still going to have to pay him because teams aren't going to want to absorb his his top draft pick salary. So who knows? People also think that the actually not people think, but the betting favorite for Lamar Jackson, the quarterback from the Ravens, that he's expected to maybe hit the open market if he can't figure something out with the Ravens. Vegas has listed a favorite team, the betting favorite for where he could end up if he doesn't stay in Baltimore. Do you know where that is? New England. It is New England. I think I don't see that happening. I know New England is going to open up the purse strings a little bit here in the offseason. Maybe they get that Brady guy. No, I don't think that makes sense. No, I don't. <laughs> that'd be hilarious though. But the funniest option is that the New England you, Patriots did something they never do, or at least they haven't done under Bill Belichick. They made an announcement about coaching decisions, including saying that they will be interviewing for offensive coordinators, offensive, offensive coitus. No, uh, offensive coordinator. They they said, "Yep, this is what's going to happen." Uh, Bill O'Brien seems to be the best candidate for that. Cliff Kingsbury was a name that people tossed around. The former Arizona Cardinals head coach. He was offered a bunch of interviews. He said, nope, I'm buying a one-way ticket to Thailand, and you're not going to see me for a while. Guess who bought a one-way plane ticket to Thailand, and nobody's heard from him since last week? Tom Brady. Cliff Kingsbury, the guy I was just talking about. So you've got all of that going on in the NFL, plus Antonio Brown back in the news. No, uh, whatever. He he had a Snapchat where uh, he was getting his dick sucked. Yes. That's it. That's the news. That's not really. It just continues to show that uh, that man needs help. He just does whatever he wants. He's like, hey, everyone, you want to see my penis? There it is. This is multiple times he's done this, by the way. Then they had the, the incident in the pool in Dubai. Remember that? I do, but I don't think I saw the results of it. Uh, I think because he got the hell out of Dubai, and he's probably never going to go back to Dubai in his life because he also allegedly stole jewelry from Dubai. So I'm I'm not very – I'd like to think of myself as a decently knowledgeable person. I don't know if I'd necessarily call myself world-wise or worldly, but I know that if – you're in Dubai, the last thing you want to do is commit a crime. Really, anywhere you are, you don't want to commit a crime. But I feel like a lot of those Middle Eastern oil company, oil countries, very rich in their tradition of strict, severe law and order, Whatever. don't feel like that's where I want to commit a crime. If uh, you're ever curious to see what it looked like to have Antonio Brown's penis in someone's mouth, well, now you can. Well, probably not for I'm sure the internet, well, the internet's forever. I was going to say, that's out there. If you want to see it, it's there. Yeah, I don't want to see it. You saw it. Good for you. Uh, Celtics continue to roll, even though they've uh, dealing with some injuries. Is yeah, seven straight wins. Seven straight wins. Is um, Jalen Brown back yet? He'll be back in about a week. All right. Uh, what else was there? That was uh, they're up four and a half on uh, the Nets and the Bucks at this time of recording. And the Bruins continue to be the best team in the NHL. There you go. There's your Jared Sports Report. Dear Christ. <laughs> i think that might be a crime that i just did uh my eyes why would you do that (laughs) looks exactly like you think it would look i don't need to that the penis looks exactly like you think it would look yeah it looks like a penis yeah it does i don't i've seen penis before i don't (laughs) (laughs) i'm snipping that motherfucker Oh, shit. (laughs) All right, that's it for Sports Reports. That was was Antonio Brown, baby. (laughs)
God. Commentary. Is that going to be your um? Is that going to be your new text tone when I text you? Just my voice saying that. No, I think that reflects poorly on me. It would be. You're in public, and I send you a text message. I've seen penis before. <laughs> Specifically that one. All right, uh, we're gonna move on from there to screaming. That's streaming. So you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? Nope. We're screaming at streaming. So let's not waste another minute. Settle in, sharpen your pencils, and check this out. Well, it's finally happened. It's taken 10 years. What are you looking at? Oh, just a text message from other Zach. I was afraid you were going to retaliate in some... (laughs) No, no. I at least had contextual reason. But you didn't have consent. (laughs) (laughs) It's taken 10 years, but The Last of Us... Uh, one of the most highly acclaimed games of all time, based on its story, has an adaptation released. Can this break the video game curse? The answer is probably yes, because this currently stands at IMDb's top-rated TV show of all time, which I think is a, a specious metric, because it's one episode that came out two days ago. Yes. But it is literally above Breaking Bad right now on IMDb as the best show of all time. Oh, The Last of Us? Yeah. I was, dude, I I enjoyed it. You didn't even see the clickers yet. Really? Oh, shit's going to get nasty. It reminded me a lot of The Walking Dead. Yeah, you said that. Just because it involves zombies. Just because it involves a zombie doesn't mean it's one thing. That's like no, saying everything. It, the, it did if you watch a vampire show, it's like, oh, man, this reminds me of a Dracula. Like, yeah, same field, but not the same thing. Uh, but yes, The Last of Us has gotten an adaptation, a very faithful adaptation. So we will, I guess, do non-spoilers in case you haven't played the game, haven't seen the episode. Although, right. based on the ratings, you probably fucking have. All right, so what do we got going on with The Last of Us? I'll start a little bit with game similarities, but I'm going to jump into all of them. I have not finished the first Last of Us game, and I do not have a system that plays the second one. Although I am aware of how the story ends, and I'm at least aware of the... Um, major controversy of the second one. I'm not going to say those here. Okay. Just in case. Um, But I do think I'm going to try and retackle The Last of Us to try and like stay ahead of the show. Basically, I got to a point where it's like, it's super fucking stealthy and I kept on getting killed. I kept on getting killed and I just got pissed off and I turned it off. So I turned it off with the, for me what was the hardest part of the game and now I've forgotten how the controls work and I'm going to try and dive back into it. So I bet that's going to go well. Mm. I'm kind of curious to try and play the game too. I mean, you have a PS4 or 5. Yeah, you I was going to buy a PS5, and I'm glad I didn't because I needed that money to pay all the vet bills. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's a remaster that you could get. and for, I, uh, The remaster is for the PS5 only. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Whatever. You could buy the, the regular one, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a digital download Oh, God, for it. yeah. Absolutely. But basically, I got stuck at one point where I had to like get real sneaky around the clicker, and I got real sick of dying, so I stopped doing it. And I haven't picked it up in like a year and a half, so I'm probably gonna be bad at it do i need to it's not an overly long game i think like the average like gameplay is around like 14 hours and i probably got like halfway through it that's not bad so we'll see i don't know i i talk about this with my wife all the goddamn time like i love video games just as a adult like it's it's the hobby of mine that has been the one that's been kind of like the most like shunted away like not intentionally it's just like there's only so many hours in a day exactly like, it's it's harder to find time to spend mindless time. Well, it's, I guess I would call it mindless it, it's time. It's not even it's that. Like, I, I, I mean, I like, you know, like I'll watch TV and movies and I like to read and I like to read comics and I like to play video games and I like to watch sports. And there's just, 
you you do just hit a wall like especially when you have like shit to do and video games for me for like the last i don't know eight-ish years has been like the one that's like kind of fallen to the wayside the most for as much as i want to play shit that i know is good like that's the one that i find the hardest time to carve out for i think because in my mind like if i want to sit down and play a video game i want to do one of two things i want to play it for 15 minutes yeah and like do something easy like a mario kart or like a smash brothers or something like kind of in that vein even though i don't even have the most recent smash brothers or I want to sit down and like dive into it for like three hours. So if there's something that's like very story heavy, I find it difficult to carve out that large chunk. I found that like when I've done like the story heavy games, they're usually around long stretches of time that I have off from work. Like winter break, usually like a couple years ago, like during the pandemic, uh, Fallen Order. Yeah, the, it, the Star Wars it, game. That's a long game, but it was a fun game. Whatever. I enjoyed it. Neither I would like to try and beat uh, the Last of Us before the series ends. So even though I know how the game ends, just from I don't know cultural osmosis, mm-hmm. I would still like to try and do it for myself. One of the most popular video games of all time, too. Yeah, it's great, and the story is great, and like the performances are great, and there's going to be the original Joel and Ellie voice actors are in this series as different characters. We haven't seen yet. The Marlene character mm-hmm. is the original Marlene from the game. She is the only crossover. Like she was the character in the original game. She's the character in the show. Same actor. Yeah, I, I was. I thought it was real interesting. I like. I don't know. Maybe there's like a small morbid part of me. I do kind of like dystopian post-apocalyptic stories. Yeah, I mean, it's a really good game. And something about I, this. This is minor stuff. I promise we will not spoil the big stuff. But mm. like one of the things is like, oh, you need to go get a car battery. And that feels like such a fetch quest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man. What's the next part? Well, you need to go find this. You need to walk around this like dystopian Boston to go find a car battery. Yeah. And that, that's like, and it doesn't, I don't think it detracts from the show at all. But for me, it, would, it just read like so video game. Again, that is not a negative. It just read but, so much as like, this is the next part of the game that you have to do. If you want to move on with the game, you have to go get a battery. One of the things people are saying in their reviews of it, too, is how accurate and authentic it is to the source material yeah some of it was really crazy like there's parts of the game where uh, you will switch perspectives to different characters and there's one part of the game where you are playing as sarah like a small like i don't know like preteen girl Mm -hmm. and like you're walking around a house and you're looking for your dad and that's literally part of the game and it's part of the show and then like you have to jump at the back of a truck and like you're not in control of the events. Like you're just kind of watching it, but you do have perspective perspective. of the camera. So you can at least move it around and watch different stuff. So a lot of these things are like shot for shot, which is kind of crazy. I like that. I also thought the, um, like, like side quest, like him bartering those, those monetary tickets and cigarettes with the one guy for Oxy and like to gain, like, just like you said, there were certain parts of it that were like, this feels very much like a, in order to take the next step of the video game, you have to complete this side quest. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It, it's one of those things that'd be interesting walking into this not knowing that it was a game. Yeah. But again, like it, it feels and plays out like an, like an animatic of a video game. But I, I, I love, I mean, the performances are great. It's shot beautifully. I mean, even though, at least up until, from my perspective, again, I'm like halfway through the game. <laughs> I'm halfway through this 10-year-old game. Yeah. I'm very up on top of things. Like it there's a a great sense of tension that I really enjoyed. Like it really builds. It really makes you feel like shit's important. Oh yeah. In a wonderful way that like I think works well and it's um I, I was watching it with my wife who's definitely not going to continue the show with me. It was just cuz it's like 
we're both in the house and I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Where she's like, this is going to be one of those dark shows where you can't see anything. Like, no, they're showing you everything. Like, it's right up front. And some of the visuals are crazy. Like, there's a big old plane crash. We're just like, oh, yeah, that's wild. Like, <laughs> stuff like that that they do that is so visceral and intense. And there's some, like, weird-ass stuff in the background. I'm like, don't trust that old lady. It's a creepy-ass oh, yeah. old lady. You could just tell. Like, from the moment you met her in the, like, the show, you're like, she fucked. Yeah, cause she's just doing like this, like, I don't know, like weird thriller dance in the background. Oh, yeah. Not quite, but, you know. And you also <laughs> knew that the old Santa looking dude, he was dead. The moment you met, you saw the old lady and him, you're like, dead. Sorry yeah. if I spoiled it for anybody, but they die. So, and this is not because there's a group called Fireflies. So, watching uh, Pedro Pascal's performance, who is just like, had a 24 hours. Yes. He's like, hey. I'm going to be part of this new show that's going to do gangbusters. Also, here's the Mandalorian Season 3 trailer. I'm Pedro Pascal. Yeah, this is the year Um, of Pedro Pascal. His delivery, and again, not because the group is called Fireflies, he, for me, is giving a very um, Nathan Fillion, like, Malcolm Reynolds performance, like, just, like, really, like, I don't know, it's it's not just, like, he's beaten down in some kind of, like, um, used-up world. It's, like, the inflection of it, too. Like, I just, not everything he did, but, like, a lot of them, like, I'm seeing that same performance mm. and not that I'm, I don't know if like he took any inspiration from it or whatever, the, or, but I was just like, this feels like Mal, like kind of top to bottom to me, like just the inflection, the attitude, like the exhaustion. It just, it felt very similar. World weary. Yeah. And, it, and I mean, people have played, what? played that a bunch of times. I don't know. There's just something specifically about that performance that reminded me of like Nathan Fillion, which I think is different than like, I never, I like watched the first season of Walking Dead, but I kind of like followed from a distance on some others, like as it got along. Like his character is already grizzled and world weary to begin with. Then the fungal well, 20 outbreak years happens. later, he's pissed off. Well, then there's that backs it up too, where like he was already kind of world weary as it was before everything happened, but then even more so now. I think so, it's be exciting to, for you to see what this fungal infection does. Because you're like, oh, it's The Walking Dead. And in my head, I'm like, bitch, you ain't seen nothing. I, I mean, in the preview of coming episodes, the one guy that looks like he should be on like Curse of the Black, uh, the Curse of the Black Pearl, where his head looks like it's a giant mushroom type thing. Yeah, the clickers. Because all this shit just like grows out of their eyes and they can't see anything. So they got to do everything through echolocation. So it's like, I, and it's all like practical effects. And I stuff. Also, it looks great. I also don't know. I well, I didn't agree to having to because I don't do jumpy, scary shows like this very well. I didn't say it was. We don't know that yet. I'm gonna wait and go find out, out, baby. I'm gonna go out and limit and say it probably is. I think it's about the human condition and dealing with grief and loss. Oh, I'm sure it also has something to do with that too. But I learned some valuable lessons in my watching of the last episode that I will not repeat in the next episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can't help you with that. No, that's that was a me choice, and I regret it. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that could be kind of for non-spoilers. Just to dive into spoilers, I guess because it has a because it's the greatest TV show according to IMDb. I guess watch it. You probably yeah. already did. All right, spoilers. Look out! There's spoilers ahead. Has Pedro Pascal ever been jacked before? I don't know. That's because he's not really the body actor for The Mandalorian. Is he now? Though? I don't even know. I, at least uh, he wasn't in season one. I'm not sure after that. But could he, be. Who knows? He's jacked. And I mean, look, maybe this is inappropriate, but it doesn't matter because it's not real and fictional. When he's holding the uh, bloody corpse of his dead daughter. Oh, yeah. His arms are huge. Yeah. He, he is so jacked when he's holding that little girl's corpse. Can you? I mean. No, he's swole. Oh, yeah. 
then he's also doing all the lifting and like dumping of the bodies into it's the burn just, pit. Look, it's not just because he, he's lifting up the corpse of a child. It's just he's jacked he's as got, fuck. He's got the arms. He's got the the ability. I know they're they're literally like instead of being like oiled up with baby oil, they're oiled up with blood. And look, he looks jacked as hell. Mm, he does. And I was watching that. I'm like, is this the reaction I'm supposed to have? You know, uh, jacked he is. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I mean, he's. He's a contractor. He works hard. He's a man of these. He's a real salt of the earth kind of person. I'm just saying, when he was holding that little girl's dead body, he was looking swole, which I'm sure is what you were supposed to think. Nah, I don't think that's the emotional tone they were going to. Oh, I knew she was dead, so I didn't care. Oh, well, you insensitive bastard. Yeah. Whatever. They're in Boston. I like it. You got to get out. They got to go find Nick Offerman. I'm going to like that. I like it. Nick Offerman in his silly looking wig. I don't know what episode he's showing up in. At least I know at least yeah. by episode three, mm-hmm. because his boyfriend is dead in the games. Like we never see him; we just see him hanging. Yeah, Ugh. Well, he's alive in the show. Oh, hanging like swinging from something, or just hanging out? Like, no, dead. dead like hanging, oh. hanging from the neck. Like, oh. Well, probably not that because he's already dead. So it's more of um, imagine that like just a a creaking in the wind, like ur, 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 where the rope is. Oh, kind of like when they would like put medieval prisoners in that cage that just swung there and they die and then yeah, yeah, crows yeah. would eat them yeah so I think Fra- it's called like a giblet or something like that so, so frank's alive in this it's not just bill is he gonna be alive for the whole show uh probably not uh, okay <laughs> well, there you go. but when we meet him in the game he's he's uh he's very dead well you want to like make an emotional connection to him i suppose so when he dies his death has meaning and weight versus oh look there's a corpse in a factory is that where he was i don't remember oh either way frank's back I- baby <laughs> I was entertained by the show. I think it's going to be really fun to see the dynamic between Joel and Ellie. Yeah, I, I, I do. They're both, you know, some old Game of Thrones alum. They, they both uh, kicked it in that show because, you know, everyone does. Yes, they all die. <laughs> Basically. I don't I, I did really enjoy both of their performances. I like the whole, like, Firefly thing. I love that when that dude just kind of, like, saddles up, he's like, hey, I'm not here for anything, but you're feeling lost. Like, if you say yeah. like <laughs> Light in the darkness, I will break your jaw. <laughs> that was great. Yes, he's such a grump. I love it. He's so good at grumpy. Oh, he's so, oh, it's just wonderful. When he, when he pistol whips Ellie too, wait, that was Joel who pistol whipped Ellie, or he hit her with the butt of the rifle. Wait, what? Wait, I missed something. I spooned for a second. <laughs> Ellie came at him out of a hallway and just kind of shoved her. He never pistol oh, whipped I her. Thought, I thought he like hit her with the butt of his like rifle, like bang. No, it was just like oh. get out of here. And then stood on her knife. Yeah. She's like, give me my fucking knife. He's like, I'm not giving you your knife. She's like, ah, you piece of shit. Yeah. She do, She drops a lot of F-bombs. She, I love, like, count to 10 slowly. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Fuck you. <laughs> and then gives the double the double freedom salute. Hmm. The bird, which I don't think is nine and 10. No. I didn't learn that on Sesame Street. <laughs> I mean, it gets... I don't know. This, this is... um. It gets so dark and like the idea of like trying to find the car battery and it getting kicked around and that like one quarantine soldier where he's like selling them oxys they just literally beats him to death which is you know your difference between like um sarah and ellie like when sarah sees joel just like beat someone with a wrench she's like oh my god you killed a guy yeah versus when ellie sees him like beat a guy to death she's like fuck yeah we're doing this let's go <laughs> rock and roll baby we're outside of boston woo yeah, nobody's been that excited to leave Boston since Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Great, thank you. I'm, I'm so glad you threw out a reference for me. Thank you. Not since Tom Brady has anyone been so excited to get out of Boston. Well, technically he was living in the Foxborough area, not Boston. 
shipping out of Boston. We're shipping out of Boston. Wife's divorcing me. Yeah. Hey, yo. Um, there's a small part of me that was mildly surprised that that picture of Antonio Brown is not photoshopped no, Giselle no, on it yet. No, no, yeah. no, no. I also was more concerned that you were able to pull that up so readily. Did you save that picture to your phone? No, it's just on Twitter. No, leave it down. Put it down. No. It's just on Twitter, baby. Stop it. This will be the last of us on this show together if you keep this up. No, I'm excited and interested yeah, to see it's right where it's right there. Can... Oh, it's just, it's just yeah, right on Twitter. Look at that. That's good. Putting my little my hat up. You're putting your little bell end cap in front of this? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> kind of want to see if it is satisfying to slap a phone out of somebody's hand like you do every week. <laughs> and that's how you learn. <laughs> uh, whatever. The show's awesome. I really enjoyed the yes. first episode. It has a, I don't know, it, it, something that the uh, creators have said, which is we have. Um, one of the guys is literally the creator of the game who did it with Naughty Dog. Mm-hmm. And then we have another guy, uh, Craig Manzen, who did stuff like Chernobyl. They've said, like, we're not going to, like, drag this out longer than it needs to be. Like, we're going to tell the story that's there. We can expand it a little bit for stuff that's been kind of set up. But, like, this is not, like, a endless kind of, like, it's going to go forever. Also, what I like about this, too, is there's, like, a companion podcast which is oh they do that all the time which is what they also yeah which is what they did with chernobyl which i still have you you still have not watched i've not watched chernobyl no i i seriously i know that you have a lot of to watch and i'm not exactly the person that's sitting on the sketch that has any right to say you really should watch this when you tell me this all the time and i don't but i really think you would enjoy the story the way they tell the chernobyl story like the storytelling in it as Someone who I, I know is an aficionado of good storytelling and good story structure. A man who just likes to see Russia burn. Well, it was on, it, technically it was in the Ukraine. That's the I want to slap you across the face with a picture of Antonio Brown picture. <laughs> I will. I'll show it to you again. I no! swear to God. <laughs> Stop it. I don't even have my phone up. Don't hit it. Well, I'm saying bad phone for bringing that image up. <laughs> or I should like, do you need an advocate phone? Whatever. Turn up. Uh, no, fuck it. Uh, Last of Us. Watch it. Watch it. It's great. All right. We're going to move on from there because I say watch it. What do you say? I say watch it. And given how much of a success this has been, we're doing all, we're doing the whole season, baby. Oh, yeah. No, the numbers of this are too good. We're not fucking this up. All right. No, I'm all about it. You see? You see me? I see you. Dead in the eyes. I see you. The numbers on this are too good to not do it. I will watch. This will be a good boost. I I will watch the show to help boost it. (laughs) Why is November always a dip month? Because Why a lot- does listenership always dip in November? Do because- we just have to stop giving a shit in November? Can we just do whatever? I think November this year is whatever the fuck we want month because yeah. like, I think listenership always dips in November. I feel like it's probably a couple things. I think people like in the beginning of the new year, like the res- New Year's resolution, maybe I'm going to start listening to more podcasts. I said podcasts. November. But no, listen. They get to November and you've got... I think it's just the holidays. The holidays, the spending time. There's more things going on in November. But that to me, I feel like if you're traveling, you're listening to podcasts, like you're traveling to see family, or you're like traveling to get away from family that came to visit you. You're like, I gotta go to the store and you go on a five hour drive and then I think the best I think like the best episode we had this year, um, not to make light of it, but I think the best episode that we did probably this year was the Kevin Conroy one, and that was a November episode. That's like when numbers dipped, like every year. I'm like Well, that was a major news story in the world of comic and pop culture. Yeah. So Um All right, so we're gonna move on from there. Hey, there's there's a comic thing happening this week. We're going to talk about Fantastic Four Life Story. Life Story. It's Jared's Reading Corner. All right, this is a relatively new comic coming out from writer Mark Russell with artist 
Sean Isaacs. And uh, this is where we start to get into questionable stuff. Although, to be fair, I did not really notice the difference here. Um, Francesco Mana is in issue four. Carlos Mango, Zay Carlos, and Angel Onzeda is uh, three artists on issue six, which means issue six was rushed as fuck. Although I um, I really enjoy Carlos Mango, I've um, he's done a bunch of great stuff. He's done some good stuff for Marvel. He did a really great Kong series. Like he's an artist I like a lot. And I, for as much as I'm immediately like, oh man, like there's a bunch of artists on a thing. I think they did a very good job of um, uh, keeping things stylistically consistent. I didn't, despite having a few artists on one issue. I didn't notice too much of the difference. Like, of the, I mean, I wasn't also looking for it. I just kind of like, oh, I'm just going to continue to turn pages and read. Okay, so going. Uh, this is a relatively new book. Uh, it just came out in graphic novel form a few weeks ago. It was six issues. It came out last year. I I am not going to give you my opinion on it. Keep okay. in mind, yes, that doesn't mean I have a negative opinion on it. No, but you generally do when you say I'm not going to give you my opinion. Although it's not that. It's not that. <laughs> I mean, I can op- I can open with what my my thoughts are on this if you would like me to open the conversation i'll take a crack at it i'll take a swing at it first so also like you are you way you like you're way deeper in the reads than i am see what it is a read joke instead of weeds uh with the fantastic four like you know so much more about the mythos of the fantastic four you You know so much more fuck it i'll just start with my stuff well no no let me let me i have my my thoughts i don't know as much as you do about the Fantastic Four. So to watch like the evolution like through the decades, I thought that was kind of fascinating to see them hold their places through time, but also like not age, which until the very end, which was weird for me. But uh, it felt like it was like trying to condense a whole timeline of all the Fantastic Four stuff into six issues, and that was for me. It felt dense and overwhelming from that because it was like it was instead of like an actual like story it was like a remix of the greatest hits so does that make sense yes and i i can kind of um tell you why i don't like this <laughs> not i don't even know if that's that i don't like it it's that i i think i was um i was sold a bag of beans on this oh you know that worked out well for jack so uh this is coming this is the second book out of this kind of like life story idea the first one came out of spider-man life story and mm-hmm. the idea is basically you know, it's been 60-ish years since kind of like the Marvel Universe proper kicked off. And basically, the way the Spider-Man one works is like, okay, what if Spider-Man aged in real time, but still all of his major events still happen to him? Here's where Spider-Man works. Mm-hmm. Every decade, even if 98% of what happened in that decade was shit, there is a touchstone where you can say, well, the 60s had this... this like, but the 70s, like, yeah, it wasn't all great, but oh, we had this one story. This one story is massive. It carries over. It's had history. We can build off of this major event. We can do this for every single decade, no matter what, even if it's a bad thing. Like in the 90s, they did the Clone Saga for Spider-Man. Not beloved, but a definite touchstone that's big. Mm-hmm. And they were able to build those those six issues around like, what if Peter Parker aged and he hit these major touchstone stories? And it worked really well, and I love that book. Spider-Man Life Story is fantastic. Here's the problem with the Fantastic Four. Okay. Mo- like, 80% of it happened in the 60s. Yeah. like <laughs> So they can't, you can't say, like, oh, man, like, that one thing that happened in the 60s then happens, like, you could say, like, the 70s, the 80s, like, there was basically the 60s, the 70s kind of sucked. There was some stuff in the 80s, and I guess the rest. But, like, it was, 
so it doesn't they sell me that bill of goods of saying we're going to watch these characters age in real time watching their events that you know have happened and it doesn't work for the fantastic four because everything was so dense for like a 10 year period where all the big shit happened not only that but like there was a big over there was a big overarching piece to this and like the original fantastic four my understanding and correct me if i'm wrong how how spoilery are we getting with this whatever it's fine okay like the fantastic four going into space to prove Reed Richards' rocket works, did not herald the coming of Galactus. It did not put them on the map that they exist and Galactus was going to come. This is like... No, that's even weird because it's like, oh, we're introducing Galactus in issue one, but we're not going to deal with them until issue six. Yeah, but the whole time, the, the overarching theme is, to me, felt similar to Tony Stark's character arc after he... After Scarlet Witch touches his brain and he has that vision of everyone dying and he like Thanos is cut like that piece of like trying to protect the earth that molded and changed. I think a lot of what what Reed's decisions were and it kind of changed. I think is it canon that he and Sue divorced? No. And that Sue got it on with Namor? No, I mean, there's some Namor stuff occasionally. Like, there there might be a smooch, but she has never, like, full-on divorced him. Yeah, like... Although she... I do love that he is a shitty 70s dad. Yes. It's like, Sue, make me a sandwich! Take care of the children! But you've always said that Reed is the worst, along with Sue. <laughs> they're two really poor people. They're, like, not poor, but they're, they're two not great humans. Sue, always, Sue has definitely been um, <laughs> not necessarily in the, in the greatest uh, marriage. There's some stuff in here that's weird, though. It's like, I don't like that um, Reed and Ben aren't best friends, like, going into this. It's like, he's a guy that Johnny knows for some reason that's never explained. Like, yeah. Okay. Like, how do they know each other? Oh, we're... Like, it even comes up, and they just kind of, like, brush it off. I'm like, cool. Like, And then, like, Ben is really shitty, and he hates everyone, and then he just kind of gets over it, like, by the next issue, which doesn't work for me at all. Um, I do like the rocket launch... Ha- depending like because this story has been retold and like different like well maybe it happened this way maybe it happened this way whether it's like the ultimate stuff or in this life story or grand design or uh, the thing that happened in the 90s what do they call it ah fuck the 90s thing whatever there's a lot of things that happened in the 90s. <laughs> everyone's yelling at me um what's it called give me more examples oh he- uh, he- heroes reborn there we go oh, okay um but like we've seen the the space launch in a number very, of different that ways. was on the tip of my tongue but there's it's always kind of like complicated and different versions have done it well or poorly and i i to be fair i do like this version of like why is johnny on the spaceship he's a teenage kid there's four of them why is johnny there mm. and his answer is blackmail that's <laughs> so, smart smart i i could totally for, I mean, for, like, kind of the flaws of this comic, I can 100%, like, I thought that was, like, really clever and funny. Johnny's just, like, reads, like, Susan, I'm not going to bring on your your young brother. He's like, yeah, cool. If you don't, I'm just going to tattle on you. Yeah. And you ain't doing shit. He's like, ah, man. All right, come along, boy. So I, I do think that was fun. Like, I thought that was a, you know, it's hard. Why do they get to the spaceship? Why do they do this like illegal launch like it's always a little specious and there's been enough versions like bending over backwards to try and make it work and i thought this one worked fairly well Mm. there are other parts to me that were like so interesting like the whole thing is like about to me like from like reed coming to grips with having to try and protect earth from galactus and ultimately his seemingly inability to do so 
and how much it cost him as far as he loses marriage to Sue, Johnny dies. Spoiler, sorry. Um, he dies but, in the books at one point yes. by Annihilus. He's got like a troll rod and shit. But the last the last issue is all about Doctor Doom. Yeah, it takes a while to get to Doom. Like the idea of like Doom doesn't come around until like the nineties. I'm like, he was there in like issue five. And the other guy, um, what the brainwasher or like question? What was the other? The Mad Thinker. Yeah, the Mad Thinker. That guy. Yeah, like he was he got kinda, a big robot head. He did, and well, he also made a robot head for Reed. But still, it's a creepy robot head. It's a super creepy robot head. So like, I don't know. It felt like there were parts of it to me like it was very dense. And, like, I fortunately, like, had enough base knowledge about, like, Silver Server, Galactus, and, like, Doctor Doom and whatnot. But this was, like... Or even, like, bringing in Franklin. And, like, there's... And they just said, like, fuck it, Valeria, not a thing. Yeah. Also, the fact that... One kid. It's the thing who punches Galactus out cold in the middle of space. That was kind of cool. He's punched plenty of things before. Yeah, but not Galactus. Didn't knock him out cold. I think it... That's the point that Galactus was, like... Oh, he punched me really hard. I'm not coming back to Earth. To me, it's like cool if you are a. It might be cool if you are a Fantastic Four fan and you want like kind of an alternative, like what if kind of story with the Fantastic Four. And plenty of those exist. Yeah. So I, I, you obviously didn't tell me what I was getting into with this or like what to expect. And I was like, this seems like it's just a redux of Fantastic Four history, but they're trying to space it out over the decades. And it, like I said, it was a medley of their greatest hits, but you changed the lyrics. Maybe if you didn't call it Life Story, because when we went to Life Story, like, again, I love the, the Spider-Man one is a really great book. I highly recommend it. It's so much fun. This one, by like get, like selling me the same premise... I should have seen it too, because it's just like it doesn't work. I just like it doesn't have those same touchstones that Spider Man has. Like this decade had this, this decade had that, this decade had that. This one was like, no, it's insanely front loaded, and um, then other stuff. Can you answer a question for me? I just had a mini epiphany, not to detract from what we're talking about, but I don't want to forget about what's on top of my head. So my New Year's resolution last year was to read a book a month, and now I'm thinking back, like I didn't accomplish that, but then maybe I did because I did read a lot for the show. So does this count as a book? Like, does this count? Like, if I'm doing my New Year's resolution, like, does this count as my book for the month of January? Reading's rating, baby. All right. So I, I met my New Year's resolution last year because I definitely read more than 12 books. Hell yeah. Great. Yeah, I just, it's an interesting idea to try and do because Fantastic Four does have, like, that, like, six decades history. There's a yeah. lot out there. They're literally, I don't know, like, close to 700 issues. And the things that spun off from it, too, and like he, yeah. Silver Surfer. Well, even if you take stuff like Marvel 2-in-1 or Strange Tales, like you, or, um, like, crossover stuff, then you're probably inching closer to, like, a thousand issues. There's a lot out there, but it just doesn't flow the same way, like, the idea of the Spider-Man book does. It just, it doesn't work. So I, I think it, again, I think my analogy, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like my analogy is pretty spot on. It's like if you bought a greatest hits album of your favorite band and you start playing it, but somebody's gone in and changed the lyrics or like you're only getting partial songs or you're getting songs kind of out of order. This is like in the late 2000s when I bought like a, a sublime greatest hits album, except every track on there uh, was done by 
it was all edited and it was all done by different radio edits. So there was no consistency in what that radio edit so was. You, some you, of them were blanked out. Some of them were like, rawr, rawr, rawr. did you buy a bootleg copy of this out of the back of somebody's car? Is that what we're saying here? No, I'm just saying I, I bought a sublime greatest hits album. Where did that, you buy it? I don't like Walmart or something. Uh, or it's like you, or you buy like, you know, this was a real CD. <laughs> like you buy like the hits of whomever, but it's not them singing it. It's somebody else singing it. So yeah. it has a totally different flavor and tenor to it. And it's just not John Tesh plays the movies and you're like, oh, I love music themes, but it's him playing the piano. And you're like, I don't know if I like that. Yeah. This would be like, I don't know, like your band is um, pretending to be the pretenders. Oh, ah, okay. There we go. <laughs> I like it. That's my- I, I don't know about like, again, I think it's 50 50. If you're a big Fantastic Four person, it might be worth a glance if you like it. I was gonna say it might be worth a glance, but at the same time, like I don't know. This is also like that gamble that I play now because I'm not buying floppies and I'm just doing trades. I'm like, is this one gonna be good? Hope it is. And then most or, of the, most of the time, I've been fine, but I've had a couple of duds. How about this? Actually, this might be a better analogy. The more I I crank on it in my head, it's like the movie version of a book that's really good and the movie's not as good as the book. Yeah. They tried to fit everything in. It was like when they did the Hobbit trilogy. You didn't need to make three movies about the Hobbit. God damn it. <laughs> that's Antonio Brown. <laughs> oh, no. That was satisfying. I like it. <laughs> Struck my phone. That, that was fun. I want to do that more often. No, 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 no. I don't want it. All right. Um. Yeah, Fantastic Four Life Story. Does it doesn't deliver on the promise of the Spider-Man book, and it's not that good, I don't think. All right, so um, we're gonna move on from there to letters to the editors. Lot of questions, number one. Damn few answers. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. Make it so. If you want to ask us your own questions, you can. You can send those into editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. We will answer them right here, right here on the podcast. Yes! If you have a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers question, Zach's your guy. Please, yeah. I, I know so much about them. Uh, let me tell you, everyone, after the first six. Yeah? Josh, Kevin, Sasha. <sighs> Can we just get to the letter? <laughs> None of those know. are real. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know I bet there's a Josh, a Kevin, and a Sasha. who Probably, because there's been a billion of them. I probably got some just of those names right. Give me some generic names, and that's probably a Mighty Morphin Power Ranger at some point. Yeah. All right. So question of the week. Uh, yes. Send your own again. Uh, what is a 2022 movie you haven't seen yet that you want to see? I, I don't know. That's a good question. No, that's it for the night. <laughs> um, my answer would be The Fablemans. Okay. Do you even know what I'm talking about? Nope. You can explain it while I look at 2022 <laughs> movies because I can't think of movies last year that I didn't see that I um, wanted to see. Th- that is the semi-autobiographical Steven Spielberg movie. Oh, okay. That kind of like details uh, his up-and-coming nature as a filmmaker and relationship with his mother. Oh, I'm right. very interested to see that. I can, if I wanted to, I could rent it for twenty dollars on demand, and I'm just gonna wait a little while. When I say I really want to see it, I can wait a little longer. <laughs> oh, oh, mine's easy now that I see uh, Glass Onion. I haven't seen that yet. That came out in 2022. That was free. It's on. Netflix. I just haven't yet. I haven't seen that. I also, at your recommendation, everything, everywhere, all at once. Favorite thing. And Violent Night, that also came out last year. Bullet Train, I guess there's a lot of movies from last year oh, I didn't I see. I did not like Bullet Train. You didn't like Bullet Train? No. Did not enjoy Bullet Train. Spiderhead, that seemed interesting to me. I guess I don't know what that one is. That's with um, Chris Hemsworth and um, what's his face from um, Top Gun and Whiplash and... Miles Teller. That's the guy, yes. Oh, by the way, have you seen Top Gun Maverick? I did. I went and saw it in the theater. I saw it last week. I was a big fan of it. It's fine. 
I mean, it's it's a lot of the same. Oh, that's the movie from last year I didn't see yet, and I think you said it, said it was good. Elvis. I. It's fine. It's I, fine. It's it's uh it's very Baz Luhrmanny. Makes sense. If you like a Baz Luhrmann movie, boy, is Elvis there? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I didn't. Top. Uh, the plane stuff was visually stunning everything else about top gun i was like they're just they're doing a star wars they just flip two parts of the end oh, yeah. instead of hans solo showing up before they shoot the death star he shows up after it's fair it's a good point they just do a star wars that's the end of that's the whole third act they do a star wars and i, I like shit like that it, was there a trench that they had to go underneath there was yeah there was did they literally have to turn off their targeting computer yes he did hmm did someone come and go, let's blow this thing and go home? They did say something. Not, like not that. quite verbatim, but, yeah, but was, close yeah. enough. I was just watching, like, this is just Star Wars. I've seen this. I've been watching this since 1977. Yeah. And I wasn't even alive when I was watching it. They even were on a snow planet. <laughs> that was just, oh, I was just astounded. Or they, it, pull, it, or they pull out the old F-16, so it's like the Millennium Falcon. They pull it out of mothballs. Well, even the part where they go, like, it's only three meters wide. I'm like, you sons of bitches. <laughs> That's, you're not even trying. No, you're not yeah. even trying to make it different. It's three meters wide. Is that like shooting Womp Rats at your T16 back home? Yes, it is 100%. <laughs> Except for there's no there's no porkums. Yeah, you're right. There's por- porkins. Porkins, porkums. <laughs> make them sound like more of a snack. <laughs> mm, like pork rinds. <laughs> porkums. <laughs> you're right. There's no uh, porkins. But there is a John Ham, which I appreciate. Mm, he was good in that. I mean, I I liked it. I thought for... I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying Act Three was a Star Wars, and yes. I didn't really uh, have any emotional resonance with this movie. Although the plane stuff was uh, pretty goddamn rad. The plane stuff was really rad. the The opening sequence being almost shot for shot like remake of the original. I... Oh my god! When they started with that song, I was like, "Hey, you <laughs> don't like this." No, I mean it. It had an opportunity to be really not good, but you could also. I think the 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 key component here to this. Do we have to sell to an international market? Are we going to identify who the enemy is? No, we're not, because it's just the enemy. Well, I mean, it was kind of that way in the original movie too. Do we have to just cover their faces with uh, like big old black face masks so we can't even do like in any I mean, kind of like originally there could be nothing ethnic about this in any kind of way shape or form in any direction because I, it's the enemy because we have to sell it to an international market is it the I, russians i don't know is it the chinese i don't know afghan who knows i will say that the first top gun the big red star on the side of the enemy planes was kind of a giveaway <laughs> but this was just like the enemy yes and then we're gonna fully cover their face in a big old scarf and like that scene with with maverick and Iceman, that was kind of that that tugged at my heartstrings a little bit my wife, uh, Emily got mad at me because, like, I within like. Did you make fun of Val Kilmer? No, I, oh. I I thought that was handled about as well as it could have been handled. Okay. Uh, the fact that um Miles Teller did not grow a real mustache for this and it change it's like fucking chameleon and it changes in every goddamn scene was a massive distraction. <laughs> Again, those are the things I don't always pick up on. That you as a my my wife got so annoyed. She's like, oh, it is different in every scene. She's like, this is your fault. Thanks like, for it, it is my fault. <laughs> Sorry, Emily, that Zach ruins movies for you. Yeah. <laughs> that thing did not. It was different in every scene. It's kind of like Henry Cavill's digitally removed mustache. At least he had the ability to grow a real one. You know, I might not have noticed it 
as extensively like if like originally when like they put all the photo like they're like oh these are going to be the top gun graduates that you're going to see and his mustache between like that which is like totally disconnected in the middle and like wide on the sides then when he comes in it's like way tucked in and like it's full i'm like that shit ain't real but i think going back to my original point on this like this movie was better way better than ever probably any had any right to be because i think tom cruise is at the point like if i want to go back and revisit these characters and these kinds of movies they need it needs to be a compelling story that we can do in a big way. Like I've heard rumors maybe of a new Days of Thunder movie. That'd be kind of cool to come back and hit up a new Days of Thunder movie. I'd I'd watch it. I'd watch the shit out of that. Did I ever make you watch Days of Thunder for things I loved? No. Oh. And damn it. All right. So we're gonna move on to uh saying goodbye. All right. Well, if you enjoyed the show, please go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash editors know comics. Dollar month gets you access to the show the day we record it, along with things that are behind the paywall. Uh, the Buffy back, the Buffy back issue bin, I should say that uh, quite more um, clearly. Hey, Plus, an upcoming an upcoming project. Maybe within, I don't know, the next week, episode one will be out on Patreon. Definitely not uh, going on to the main feed for months. There you go. So not, not having its own like feed for months. If you want to, uh, I'm, I'm not going to commit to the name yet. I think I have a name. I'm 90% on a name. But if you want to follow um, a dark tower related podcast i think within the next week uh episode one is going to be up on patreon again will not be released uh until we have a big ass backlog because right. uh these big ass books it's gonna take a while to get through some of them well that's cool so next week starts the new the new adventure uh, yeah I, th- I think within the next week you'll see episode one if you want to hop on board uh it will not have an intro because i need to hire a voice actor to and then do some other stuff. Whatever. Either way, it's not going to be up yet. Or the, the intro won't be there, but the episode will be. So if you're willing to listen to an intro-less podcast. <laughs> you know what? They did the very beginning of this show when we did our first episode. There was no intro. Took a while to get that. Take some. I don't even remember. That's too long ago. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be back next. Oh, no, no. There's, there was still more to the, the, the post oh, plugs. Yes, yeah. Yes. Go to patreon.com slash Ederson Comics. Dollar a month. Uh, yeah, if you want to get Dark Tower shit, uh, first episode should be up within the next week. Now I'm committed to it. There you go. Also, you can follow us on... Uh, well, also, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform, as well as reach out to us if you have any questions that you want to have answered on the ask the oh the editors the letters to the editors. Take one week off and forget where all the damn segments are. Editorsnotecomics at gmail.com Plus, you can find Zach on Twitter. Editorsnotecomics. Yeah, I just blocked all of the um, OnlyFans bots that were following me today. Well, when you keep pulling up pictures of Antonio Brown's <laughs> dong, is that why? I'm it. sure it probably the algorithm has <laughs> locked on to you as being some sort of pervert. <laughs> All right, we'll be back next week. I don't know what we're talking about, but there's I, I'm on Twitter at Junior Rich. You are anyone cares. There is so much coming out in January. We will be back in February. There's this is a packed two months. We will be back. Three.